Hello, heroes, and welcome to One Shot. I am your host and game master, James D'Amato, and this is a bonus episode. For those who don't know, OneShot is currently promoting a Kickstarter campaign for our very first dramatic actual play campaign, A Woman with Hollow Eyes. That game is going to be streamed on our Twitch channel using Monty Cook Games' Invisible Sun role-playing game. Last night we streamed a development mode session, which is a special type of play in Invisible Sun designed for backstories and side stories. For this, I was joined by our GM for the project, Darcy Ross and fellow player Alan Linick. Hopefully this gives you some idea of what to expect from A Woman With Hollow Eyes and motivates you to support us. The Kickstarter is going to be funding through December 12th. Don't worry if you can't support us financially. If you really want to see this project happen, you can help us out by sharing it. With all that out of the way, please enjoy this bonus episode. excited for that but you know Invisible Sun uh, as a game isn't even out yet right so it's coming out in you know February to backers of the Kickstarter um, and probably those who pre-order it as it is still pre-orderable right now yeah you can get on that Uh, but but yeah so it won't be hitting stores till a little after that and and so we have access to kind of the vague materials but one of its big selling points is that it has all these bits and bobs and really cool character sheets and it's got like a a sculptured hand that will hold these sooth deck cards and so even though we don't have the the black cube there's a mode of play that doesn't require any of that that's really built for those times when you're um like you're in a coffee shop or you're you think of a really cool idea for something your character wants to do that's really more about them or a flashback and it doesn't need to involve the whole party and so all you need to play is something we already have so yay it's called the sooth deck so it's this uh big beautiful weird strange box that has some red foil with mysterious sigils on it let's cut to the close-up cam close-up on that cam. so that we can show off this big beautiful box look at how beautiful it wow. is Ooh, I so wonder shiny. if those little squiggles mean anything. Hmm. Do they? Hmm. Couldn't they... say. Couldn't say. But uh, and then when you open it up, so let's get this gorgeous thing going. Oh. So the cards are all circular. They're, uh, they come in this weird, fun little box. And what the deal today is we're, we're going to be playing some development mode sessions. So you don't play with dice. You don't play with even your character sheets nearby. You just, uh, this is sort of more of a freeform mode and you kind of use the divinatory, uh, functions of these sooth deck cards to narrate what, uh, challenges, um, like come into, into play or how you overcome a challenge. So we're going to use these kind of like a tarot deck today. Um, so yeah. And so development mode, you know, is supposed to be pretty short scenes. We'll see what that looks like since I've never played a development mode session uh, and almost no one else in the world except maybe Monty and the design team really have. So yeah, we're going to get goes. through this. We're going to get through this. <laughs> I'm really excited. So one thing we knew we definitely wanted to explore was, for those of you who have checked out the first session, uh, Calvin, um, maybe you can introduce your characters for those who are just tuning in, but Calvin is a recent awakened person from shadow, the mundane world all around us here at the table, and has discovered the magical world of the actuality, of Saturine, of being a magic user called Avisla, of strange, surreal happenings and, and cool, like, fancy 
<laughs> uh, bohemian parties by nerds, okay? That's the kind of world he's just stepped into. But we kind of wanted to explore how did Calvin wake up since it was so recent for him. So do you want to introduce Calvin to it for us? Yeah, uh, so Calvin is uh, somebody who's probably in his mid-twenties, uh, I'm going to say, and uh, went to art school. Um, and that was a mistake because it uh, gave him a lot of debt and not a lot of career prospects. Um, and he's been struggling with depression uh, for the past couple of years. Um, so he's recently like switched to a new depression medication right before he sort of exited this world and entered the actuality. Was going through a lot of weird stuff, which uh, you can actually find out more information about that in the audio diaries that we have. Um, if you guys manage to unlock more audio diaries, you'll hear more about Calvin's story. I know there are a lot of people out there who are very concerned as to whether or not Calvin got to finish Voltron. I can almost guarantee that he didn't because Voltron's <laughs> not over right now. Um, he was sort of in a a rough place in, in life in general before he woke up to this magical world. Um, and he never felt a really good connection with the real world. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I think this is probably going to be a good a good switch for him. I mean, apart from the spiders that like attack your eye that I cannot help but look at. Oh yeah, that's the, the top card. No, no Ooh, ominous uh, meanings there. <laughs> Excellent. And we also have Alan here who is playing the character Wayne. Do you want to introduce your character a little bit just so people know? Sure. We may, we may have both of them in on a side scene. We may do a Wayne side scene. Who knows? This is the Wild West. Anything could happen tonight. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and I'm loaded. So <laughs> the character of Wayne uh, is a guy who doesn't he, he's not 100% certain why, but is convinced, for better or for worse, that his memories have been tampered with. Since returning to the real world from the shadow, he's kind of fallen into a malaise um, that has quickly turned into a, a sort of driven, uh, maddening obsession with trying to figure out if he's missing parts of his memories, and more importantly, he, him being convinced that he is missing a person uh, who is supposed to be in his life. And the frustrating thing for him is he's not even really certain who this per person is in relation to him. Um, if it's a romantic person or a good friend or a family member or even like an enemy. A live-in enemy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, I, he has no <laughs> idea. Uh, a part, a business partner, a fellow like maker who he might have been working on a project with. He has no idea, but he's got little snippets of clues that there is someone there who is no longer there. So he's sort of embarked on this quest and has found himself in a kind of paranoid situation where the only people he is pretty he's pretty sure he can trust are the other two player characters and in the case of uh James's character mo mostly because uh he knows that the two of them were in the shadow at the same time because they were friends in the shadow um so that kind of the timeline takes you out of having done me wrong yeah and i mean i'm sure as soon as you meet kelvin who is completely new uh to actuality like you'll realize oh this person isn't a threat to literally anyone <laughs> um, oh. as he doesn't know up from down here because they're interchangeable Ooh. in kelvin's defense they're pretty interchangeable here also jordan shively 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 jordan jordan <laughs> Uh, that's an awesome idea. I love the idea of perhaps instead of being taken away, this person and I have just been like 
maybe cursed so that we literally can't see or hear each other, but we're in the same space all the time. Mm. Uh, I love the crazy. idea of you guys of not even being like out of phase with reality, like Jordan suggested, but like you're both in that place at the same time, but literally cannot ever be in the same room at the same time yeah. and never pass each other. Like we're just constantly searching for each other and running in circles. <laughs> you're doing this sort of bread and butter thing, like in between hallways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, that's fabulous! And so you mentioned that you are uh, your character is a maker. So mm-hmm. the kind of magic that you do. Uh, do you remember your character sentence? I have it here. Because you know. uh, like, just so we know who these people. Look I like. am a fireheart. I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a fireheart maker. Who Ooh. shepherds minds? Who shepherds minds? Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. So and and our dear Calvin is Calvin Weaver mm-hmm. uh, of the Order of Weavers, whose focus is going to be walks the path of suns. So uh, there's a fate that uh, is is going to bring Calvin into knowing much more about uh, invisible sun and all the places of this reality. And I think he's going to be exploring a lot of cool stuff, which will be fun for us to see. But he doesn't know anything about that yet because we're going to start off the day that you, you know, woke up and 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 escaped shadow so what can you tell me about that day like was it a thursday in my mind you were the last person of our three to leave shadow that's that's kind of how i see it Um, okay is that that, uh consistent with what you guys thought that makes sense to me yeah Mm -hmm. i I mean i absolutely should be yeah i mean because i feel like everybody else should be like kind of established right has figured some stuff out i kind of feel like cat cat's character left shadow like ages ago (laughs) yeah um, but yeah, I know for a fact that that day was probably a weekday mm-hmm. um, because Calvin slept in. And he slept in uh, because his boyfriend Jack and he uh, broke up the night previous. Oh, no. Um, and you can learn more about that if you get more audio diaries. Oh get on gosh. those shares. I need to know how, how they broke up. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Um, so, <laughs> like... Just in a funk, uh, he definitely, like, uh, woke up with his alarm for work. It's not that he slept in. He stayed in his bed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, his alarm went off, um, and he didn't even, like, hit the snooze button or stop it. He just let it keep ringing until it stopped, mm. um, which is a long time. Excellent. Uh, so, so it kept ringing, and it kept ringing. Um, are you you're late for work, then? Oh, yes. You're very late for work. Extremely. Oh, my goodness. That's great. All right. So something gets you up. Uh, you know, at, at some point, um, there's something that either irritates you enough to get out of bed or, or motivates you. And, and what is like, what does your room look like? First um, of all, I think it's a studio it's a apartment. Studio apartment. Um, because I think Calvin, Calvin lives in a major city. Um, mm-hmm. and because the only one that I've lived in is Chicago, let's just make it Chicago because <laughs> it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. So it is a, a studio apartment. I think he's in like uptown. Um, but not one of the nicer parts of Uptown, mm-hmm. um, in an old building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the window in his room yeah. uh, is very old, and like mm-hmm. you have to prop it up. And mm-hmm. if it's not propped up, it will down. just slide yep. down and fall right open like from the top. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like that loud thump. Okay. As that window opens up and cold air starts blowing in the room, and it's just like the sort of thing where I think he tries to ignore it for a little while because yeah. he's just so fucking done with everything. <laughs> but eventually, it is too much. It's too cold in the room. Excellent. Um, and he's got to get up. 
All right. So as as Calvin gets up, um, uh, you know, there's this really bitter wind going by, um, but it's it feels kind of hot in your room. I don't know if it's the radiators or, um, but you so you get that weird feeling that's almost uh, feverish, right? Where you feel like you feel hot and yet you have these goosebumps, that hot, cold, yeah, um, unsettling feeling, and so you're sort of shivering as that's happening, and you're trying to fuss the window back into place because it, it will just freeze you to death if you do not. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see someone in the alley that this looks out onto. And um, they've got like a, a jacket on, and they've got dark brown hair, and there's sort of a like feminine-looking face that you catch just the side of as it's turning away. Um, and they're they're holding something in their hand, but they you know there's they were looking at you when you uh, closed the window, um, and then they were, like took off uh, like quick steps uh, going, and and like somebody walking away in the alley is is no unusual event, but um, but there's like you remember this woman. Um, and you, you have a really visceral reaction to her. Okay, I, cha- I changed my mind. She's got red hair. Okay. <laughs> there, there's, there's planning happening. Oh my goodness. Uh, so this red-haired woman with tan skin sort of walks away and you, you get this feeling that you definitely know her. Um, but it's as you're sort of staring off in thought that you realize that thunk from the, from the window, uh, has kind of continued, but quietly. There's like a rhythmic something, um, as though, uh, oh no! Bouncing... My neighbors are having sex. <laughs> uh, but it's it's coming from from inside the studio somewhere, and it's not You're very having big... sex in your studio. In my studio <laughs> apartment. Oh God! Um, Calvin is like cautious, like you know, he's yeah. sort of bro- broken out of the trance of like seeing that person being like, I feel like I know them or saw them, and then there's like thumping coming from somewhere in the apartment. First thing he's going to do is check the bathroom. That's like the only closed door. Right. Should be the only thing they can't see. Is is there like something happening in the bathroom? Uh, so this is how development mode things work. Okay, so okay. there's you know there's kind of a question. There's some sort of you're seeking something, and we want to know what happens with it. I and um, there is a whole section of Invisible Sun that is a disclaimer that uh, Invisible Sun the game is not magic in reality. This is so mm-hmm. there's there is nothing. Uh, magical about the sooth deck IRL, um, but darn it, does it ever get freaky and coincidentally on on point sometimes? So unknowable truth is what I've drawn. Oof. So I'm, you know, and I think unknowable? you're about you're about to wake up to a a previously unknowable truth. I think, right? So let me pull up what this card does. So um, there's sort of a like tarot like reading of it. I, I think I have some cool ideas. Do we want to get a close-up of this cool Yeah, card? yeah, I'll get a close-up uh, on the Unknowable Truth card. It's pretty spooky. Got some of that Art Nouveau influence on mm-hmm. it, too, which I love. Um, if anybody's got a candelabra like that, holler at me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very spooky. Of, of the indigo sun where uh, Saturine w- sits and also the gray sun uh, where the shadow is. Boy, those two overlapping is a pretty great coincidence for the very specific oh, story that we're right? telling. Are you sure that... Wait, what does the disclaimer say again? It says... Uh, it doesn't even say it here in the instructions. Um, it does not, but it is It is a reminder that Invisible Sun is a game and not in fact... Uh, does not in fact have uh, real abilities to divine that's, things. That's and one to of know those bullshit secrets that like they're hiding yeah. in the game. That's that, they just put that in there so your religious parents will let oh, you play. No. Yeah, it seems real fake. Oh, that gosh. seems like a real fake claim. 
fake news. Uh, okay, unknowable truth. So the general meaning, uh, and so the Suthek, by the way, is something that maybe some people who are watching might already have. So it comes with these little instructions. So even though I have the big, the long uh, description, you guys have that. So its meanings are truth, searching, and futility. Wow. Yes. And that's the part I like the best. It so, fits you so much. Um, yeah, wow. Good Lord. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Darcy. All right. So you find what you're looking for um, is the happy part. So uh, you are you go to that bathroom, and I imag- imagine like a tight, cramped bathroom with kind of an old style like bathtub and one of those sad little faucets up top. Um, I don't think you can even fit a tub in. Yeah. There. Or if you can fit a tub, it's one of those tubs that's like too short oh, to yeah. even sit in. Oh yeah, definitely. That makes sense. And so so you hear the the bouncing, and it's definitely happening. Um, you, you think it's in the bathroom. And then you follow it as it moves, like it feels like it's coming from inside the wall. And so you're following it around the wall in your apartment. Um, like, what would you do at this point? You know that there's this noise that isn't from the neighbors. Yeah. It's moving. Um, and, and again, like, just like that person you saw in the, in the alley, um, something's very familiar about this. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Calvin, like, follows Reminds you of it. work. Through, reminds me of work. He just like has a flash of this call center. Do you know what this is? Uh-uh. Mm. So, um, yeah, you're having this flashback to call I center. I mean, sure I do. <laughs> I, of course I do. But I don't no, want to okay. say. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Let, let the magic happen. Um, uh, so as you're, as you're thinking about what this, what the heck this could be, um, you start hearing uh, the voice of Wayne was your name in the in Shadow as well? Um, or was it different? I, I think it was the same. It was okay. the same. But I, I eschew my shadow last right, name. Right, right. Mm. So your buddy Wayne, who has been mysteriously missing from work for a while now, mm-hmm. um, you start hearing his voice. And so he's on a call. And Wayne's one of those guys that, like, he's, you know, he, he really enjoys this job. Not many people do, right? Because this is, like, cold calling, selling stuff that people don't need to, to people. And really, you really have to be kind of pushy. <clears throat> but Wayne is, like, really good at it. And he enjoys it. And, and he has he had this habit of sort of a little, like, um, rubbery ball thing that he would sort mm-hmm. of play with and he would, like, throw against the edge of cubicles or if he had an office, maybe because you're really good at your job. Yeah, um, I, got a, I got a corner office pretty quick. Okay, yeah. But I, I insisted on still doing the cold call. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, and so you're starting to hear freaking Wayne, who you've not seen forever, um, doing a cold call. And so, yeah, I mean, are you... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like, look, buddy, I mean, if you got things to do, you got things to do, but I'm trying to protect you and I don't need a bunch of other vultures coming in here, calling you up when I'm trying Wayne? to give you the deal. You're like, Wayne, I spoke to the cops about you. Where are you? Are you, he, uh, Calvin immediately like runs over <laughs> I get to it. The you got questions, door. you know, and I got answers for you, man. I'm telling you, there's no one more knowledgeable about this uh, stuff than me. The front door opens and you're in that, uh, you're in the office. Um, he slams the door <laughs> shut immediately and like like presses his back against it, um, and he has to go over and look at his prescription bottles. Ah, uh, um, yes. Uh, and like he goes like they're a big pile of like papers and things because they're like odd notebooks and things because uh, Calvin is an artist. Uh, he mm-hmm. likes to draw. And he searches through everything, um, and he's trying to find, like, the instructions for his medication mm-hmm. that his pharmacist printed out. Right. And, like, because that should have side effects. Because Calvin has been having weird dreams uh, where he thought he couldn't get to sleep, but then 
things that like couldn't have happened when he was away. It's, it's sort of like sleep paralysis where like it's a real world setting um, but you're dreaming and impossible things are happening. Um, so he thinks he might be having some sort of daytime hallucination. Excellent. Uh, so as you pull out one of the most recent um, little prescription bottles and you're, you're trying, you know, you're uh, so there's, you're looking at it and it's got one of those like fold back tabs that has like more information because it's, mm-hmm. you know, lots of fine print. And so you're, you're pulling the tab out and as you keep, um, it keeps pulling out. And so, uh, and what you see is a, uh, a, a letter addressed to you in really fine script and very flowing, lovely script. Um, and it, it says, an invitation to Calvin Weaver. Uh, the Society of Bryn are, uh, are an, a new uh, cell of weavers. We've heard uh, tell of your great abilities, and we cordially invite you to our party on uh, blah, blah, blah. And there's lots of details of, of go here and go there. And there's like a wax seal in this like, <laughs> on, like this on this prescription bottle, bottle. Um, and and uh, and as you like kind of let go it sort of snaps shut again but, but. yeah uh, like he'll, he'll like he's like engrossed in reading the letter for mm-hmm. a minute and like the wax seal um, pops up and like when he sort of realizes that like all this has been pulled out and he's no longer in the moment he drops it in surprise and it snaps back and it's like everything is solid again and Calvin's like I think I need to t- call my doctor. Mm-hmm. I need to call my doctor. Um, he's going to go okay. search for a cell phone, okay. which is probably next to his bed, and call his doctor. Cool. Uh, the sound of that that ball and the mm-hmm. quiet murmuring of uh, I mean, your friend So, is... well, you want me to sign you up for just a year? I mean, that's fine. But, you know, I think it's great to test something for a little while first. And then can... All right. I feel like uh, you calling your pharmacist calls for another turn of the Sure, card. I sure. feel like this is another uh, thing that we, we have a question mark about. Okay, so do you want to pull it? Uh, yes. Like, uh, so choose you know, your fate. Cut it and choose your fate, and tell me what you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, folks. So when when the a, no, a noble truth it. card gets pulled, if it turns out well, the PC learns the truth about something, but it probably raises more questions. So great. <laughs> yeah, which I think this is I think, done. I think that is handled. <laughs> All right. So between these two, yeah. they popped out of the deck. Okay. Here. Ooh. Okay. What is that? This is the conspirator. Ooh, is a defender. That's great. And I think, um, let's see. Here, here's uh, the close-up of it. Um, I think those that are not tagged with sons are like major arcana. Yep. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the conspirator. Its meanings are upheaval, hidden agendas, and gossip, which is interesting. God, I'm calling my doctor <laughs> about this medication. Oh, no. oh boy, what could be happening to mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm. Well, before you can get to that, your yes. doctor has some juicy news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This is terrible. Okay. <laughs> All right. So your so your doctor so the the um sort of like the receptionist answers at first. You mm-hmm. know, you have to like get through somebody. What are you telling them? I, I like, need, how do you, what are you explaining to this person? I, I, I'm experiencing some very strange side effects. I just started a brand new medication, um, and I'm experiencing like really unforeseen side effects that were not explained to me the last time I was in this office, I'll point out, and I need to speak to someone immediately. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I, I think like you are sufficiently, um, emotive that the person sort of, you know, uh, agrees and, and sends you up the ladder. Um, so you're hearing the sound of that, that ball still. And so you really, you're having trouble shutting that out. Mm-hmm. And the wind is sort of coming in. You weren't fully able to get that God, window not. up. Um, so you're, so you're chilly and you're waiting. And there's, uh, what sort of waiting music is there? It's like, uh, it's, uh, something by Wham. 
It's like uh, no. <laughs> it's it's Father Figure by by George Michael. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, like real like crackly like over the phone like crappy dot wave version uh-huh. of Father Figure just blasting out at you. Oh goodness! Thing. Uh, the the discomfort only <laughs> intensifies. Um, so, so the pharmacist finally, is it the pharmacist? Or I'm the calling doctor? the doctor. You're calling the doctor. Okay. So, um, the doctor, the doctor picks up and you can already tell in her voice that she's got, um, she's a little, uh, hesitant about answering. And she says, um, Calvin, uh, why, why don't you calm down and, and why don't you tell me a little bit about how you're feeling? I'm sure we can sort this out and there's no need to, to worry. Okay. I have been having really strange dreams recently and I read on the side of the bottle that like that's normal or whatever but I've also been having auditory and visual hallucinations I I need to know what to do I need to know if it's it's safe to stop taking the medication or if I can switch back to the old medication or we can find something else and I have a request mm. I would like those side effects not to have been side effects that are associated with the medication that oh, I'm prescribed yes absolutely yeah. yeah so I would like confusion so what weirds you out more is that the doctor doesn't seem to be confused and doesn't really respond to the fact that you're listing symptoms that should not at all have been a part of your regimen. Well, I think so. they should be, um, but I think the doctor doesn't... Doesn't know? Uh, yeah. that My theory my theory is yeah. that the pharmacist has handed me uh, some sort of bogus like sheet that's like, you're supposed to experience these hallucinations. Like, oh, th- cool. This. I like that. And I like that... No, no, you're not. That's not the medication you were prescribed. What are you taking? Yeah. What did you get? Um, so, oh gosh, okay. Um, so she, yeah, she, she reacts in, in part the way you expect. Um, those symptoms are, are not at all what, what, uh, the experience that anyone I know has had on those medications. Could you tell me which ones, um, you, you've taken recently? Have you skipped any? The, the only one you prescribed me recently, Vizlex! 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 Oh my god. Um, and she says, and there, there's a long pause. Um, and she says, Calvin, has anything uh, been going on in your life lately that's that's been troubling you? Is there anything you need to tell me? I, I okay. Uh, I would not be talking to you about this specific medication if I didn't have things in my life that are troubling me. I don't think we have time for all the things that are troubling me. Well, if that's the case, then uh, why don't we talk about what some of your other options are for purchase, man? I don't want to make you upset, and uh, <laughs> it kind of seems like I caught you on a bad day. I am having trouble hearing you. <laughs> Over the hallucinations, Doctor, if is there anything that we can do? Should I come in? Should I mean, I, I could switch a... to a private line if you're having trouble <laughs> hearing me. I just don't want to lose this conversation. You know, I feel like we're building a real rapport here. And, Calvin, uh... I need you to listen to me. I, I got a call last night that suggested, an anonymous call that suggested you may be fishing for medication from us and, and maybe not telling us the full truth about your symptoms. Are you... Uh, there's no shame in it. I understand times can be tough, but, um, are oh, you really experiencing these symptoms? Oh my God. Abs- I mean, you have the transcript from my psychologist. Like you absolutely know that I'm experiencing these symptoms. Kevin, I, it was your... I will take the bottle in. I will take the bottle in. I will take the unfinished bottle of medication in. I need... And in fact, I don't even care about new medication right now. I need to not be experiencing the hallucinations that I am experiencing wow. on the antidepressant that you gave me. I would be upset too. But what if I told you that Wayne, by switching to my shut plan? Up. <laughs> shut up, Wayne. 
I am talking to the doctor. I'm just saying we're looking at a 50% change in your deductible if you sign up with me today. Calvin, why don't you come in uh, for a quick checkup? Um, if you swing by, go down to the first floor pharmacy, turn in your existing medications, and, and I'll have time to meet with you. I will make time. Please come in today. Thank you. All right. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He hangs up. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a really rough this day. Poor boy. It's not a good day for him. Uh, so, uh, you, I assume you're interested is in going to that, the office. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do immediately. Excellent. I probably do have a couple missed calls from my office. Mm-hmm. So far past caring about that oh, yeah. right now. Excellent. Uh, I think this is a turn a new Seuss deck card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to pick one? Oh, hell yeah. Let's go right in the middle here. How do you normally get to work? <laughs> uh, I assume I'm you're hoping the only it's door like in studio. It's oh, going to okay. be a bus. That's true. Oh. Or, yeah, you just walk through the magic door that leads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be very convenient. Uh, so, a ghostly presence. Ooh. That's pretty great. <laughs> awesome. Can I see it? Yeah. yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's gross and also uh, wrong. The meanings are the past, guilt, and unresolved issues. <laughs> All right. Look at the legs. They just trail off into nothing. Yeah, here we go. What a spooky ghost. Excellent. All right. So um, you are... Uh, do you take... Like, what do you do right after that call? Um, Calvin gets dressed, he throws on some jeans, a coat, Mm -hmm. um, he gathers, like, all of the prescription bottles he has, he, like, just, like, pushes them into a single bag Mm -hmm. for him to take out of the house with him, and I don't think he can afford to take, like, a cab or, like, a lift or anything, Mm -hmm. so I think he's just gonna have to go to the bus stop. Okay. Excellent. Um, so you go to the bus stop, um, you know, and, and first of all, like the, you know, at some point as you're like focusing on just packing your stuff up, the, the sound of the ball sort of goes away. Uh, you don't hear Wayne's voice anymore. And when you go to open the door, um, it, it leads out into your hallway mm-hmm. and not into your, uh, yeah, he was like building. bracing himself. Right, right, right. So, um, you take the bus, you're getting on the bus, everything's fine. You've got a weird sense of, um, like anticipation, but I think that's all, you know, uh, right and good. So you get on the bus, you, uh, you know, as you're, as you're getting closer to the, um, the medical facility where you're, you know, there's the first floor pharmacist and your doctor will be waiting upstairs. Um, you're, you're just getting this increased sense of dread as you, as you go up. Um, and yeah, so you get off the bus and you're in front of sort of this medical facility. Do you just like waltz right in? Is there any prep you're going to do? Is there someone Calvin calls or? Is Calvin sort of on I think, a mission? Well, since, since our theme is like unresolved issues in the past, I think Calvin is like thinking of calling or, or doing something on his phone. Um, but mm-hmm. he opens up the phone and the first thing he sees is an unread text message uh, from Jack, yeah. which immediately causes him to yeah. close the phone down. Okay. He is not contacting anyone um, and he is walking right into this place. Excellent, excellent. Um, so... Yeah. All right. So you walk straight in. Those sort of automatic doors open, um, and the pharmacy is on the left. Uh, and as you're like, there's sort of a line um, to get up to the the counter, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's very bright white and and sort of stark, and everything's very calm and uh, pristine, like like this little medical facility is. 
Um, so do you get in line? Do you rush front to the front? How are I, you? How freaking out are you? You haven't had another hallucination yet, so. I think it would take, like, a lot to be happy. I mean, he's hallucinating, but I think it would take a lot for Calvin to, like, try and push his way past the line. So he is going to wait behind all of the octogenarians or whoever yeah, yeah. is on this long line. Absolutely. Having their Tylenol explained to them. Um, so... Yeah, so uh, so you're waiting in this long line, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you see your friendly local pharmacist. Um, uh, what's what's their name? Um, their name was McPherson, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's like the only thing on the name tag. Right. So McPherson, uh, what does he look like? Um, boy, what what do we think McPherson looks like? I think they have a mustache. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of kind of jolly demeanor, though, or just sort of no-nonsense? What are they like? I think no-nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think sort of like mm-hmm. not standoffish, but definitely like stern and firm uh-huh. um, uh, and very tall. Mm-hmm. It's a, extraordinarily tall, and I think they have glasses, like a gold wire rim glasses. And they're perfectly round. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're absolutely perfectly round. All right. So Picking up. Nice. Um, uh, nope. What's uh, the last name? The last name is Weaver. Weaver. Mm-hmm. Just a moment. Yeah, he wanders over to start perusing the, like, there's those, like, mesh wire bins with a bunch of name, like, letters sticking out of them. He goes down to the W's and thumbs around and comes back. He's like, we don't have anything for you today. Uh, when was your order placed? Uh, the, no order has been placed. Uh, my doctor works in the facility upstairs, and uh, she's supposed to meet me down here uh, because I think there's something wrong with my current medication. There's a reflection. Um, you know how there are, like, sort of glass, there's little, like, glass cases in all those little rows that are holding medications? Um, in that glass case, you see a reflection of the face of someone, that, that woman who you saw in your alley earlier yeah. today. And she is going, she's got this, uh, curly, like, red hair. She's got, um, dark tan skin and she's got uh, a bunch of freckles. She's got this leather jacket up and she is going like this. Uh, she is, uh, indicating, like, stop what you're doing, right? Um, uh, like, and you can see her saying, please, right? It's very clear. Um, and, and she goes like this. And you, you recognize her. Um, you had bumped into her a long time ago. So, yeah, I think Calvin is Calvin is an artist, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Um, can he have a sketch of her yes. from somewhere? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, cool. Uh, so, like, and I think, like, it, he goes, like, that's why she's familiar. And I think McPherson is, like, probably still, like, looking at a computer system or something. Right. Um, and Calvin, like, pulls out this sketchbook like realizing that's where he saw her and he has this sketch of Mm -hmm. her what do we think it looks like what what moved him to draw this person um you can add any details you like but uh the one thing i will add is um her eyelids are down Mm -hmm. um she's sort of looking down at something in her hand she's got a pair of dice that she's flipping uh, chat, do we have any details that yeah. you would like to pepper in um, at this point? Uh, we've got a woman uh, whose eyes were not visible, but is looking down at some dice in the sketchbook, which I, I think would be a striking enough image to yeah. cause me, if I were an artist, why does this random person have dice? That's so weird. <laughs> yes, yes. I think <laughs> when I, when he pulled oh, out no. his sketchbook, like he knocked over <laughs> their bottles of different prescriptions, Ooh. like roll across the counter. Fur boa is fun. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah she butterfly. had a, she had like like a nice. like a fur. Like a oh mink. yeah. Ooh, Matt Matt Matt, 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 Matt has got their own suit deck. Has pulled misremembered dream. I like that. I really want to do a Twitch plays development mode because you could totally do it. You I, I'm like could. very tempted not try not to go overboard here. Um, yeah, I think I think there was a lot on on her hand that he like erased and redrew because details were starting to like run together. Absolutely. Um, but like, yeah. So he's he's looking at this image in his notebook and he's looking at this vision in uh, the like glass window between him and the pharmacist, and he like looks behind him to make sure that uh, there's nobody else yeah. here. Mr. Weaver, I said, what did you bring in? What do you have any of the uh, medication on hand? Uh, yep. Uh, right here. Um, what do you hand him? I don't hand him the Vizlex. I don't hand him the Vizlex. Like, I have the Vizlex still uh, in hand, and I hand him, like, whatever prescription that, it, mm-hmm. that, that he was on a month ago. And he's a super bad liar. So yeah. <laughs> he, like, slides that over in his, like... Uh, are there pills in it? I'm, like, shaking it. Yeah. I compare the date that it was prescribed, and I count out the pills, um, and uh, I look up, and I'm like... Or I should say McPherson. McPherson mm-hmm. looks up uh, and is like, you should really stick to the dosage prescribed on the bottle, Mr. Weaver. Right, right. Of, of course, yeah. I I know. I just, um, I've never experienced a hallucination before, so it was distressing. Okay. And your doctor's coming down here to meet you? That's what she said. Okay. You can wait in the chairs over there by the clinic. I will. And Mr. Weaver? Yes. Really stick to what the directions on the bottle say. He is, like, perturbed by that, but he is also <laughs> not going to say Ooh, anything. I love it. Um, so, so as you as you look back, like, that, that reflection of the woman is still there, um, and she's pointing, like, like behind you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, where, where, where the chairs are that he asked you to go sit in, um, there is a, a really, really tiny little mouse. Um, and it's sitting and it's looking up at you uh, at, by one of the legs of the chair. Uh, so that startles Calvin enough to drop the oh, bag, no. and all of like all of the pill bottles like spill across the floor. The, rat, the, the, the mouse looks very startled <laughs> as well, and like uh, very sorry. <laughs> it's Mr. Got its Weaver, hands. I, I'm sorry. I was startled. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I will gather my things up. Mm-hmm. Do you need a glass of water, Mr. Weaver? I will be fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, he immediately like gets on his knees and starts shoving things, it, like the pills inside. But like the mouse didn't run away, right? right? It yeah. just like it looked startled, and then it uh, it you know made a placating gesture. <laughs> it made a placating gesture. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and Calvin. now it's it's waiting for you with its one hand sort of held over the other. Um, Calvin is going... Are you going to try to just ignore it and sit, or...? He's going to sit directly across from it, because, like, I don't think he would voluntarily sit next to a mouse on, like, his best day. (laughs) That's very fair. Excellent. McPherson is, uh, is, like, very occupied in the back. There's sort of a lot going on, (sighs) at least back there. Uh, you know, he's got a a business to run. He can't be dealing with people who are spilling their bags all over the floor. Nope. Um... Uh, and, and yeah, so you're, you're sort of waiting and you're, you know, the clock's ticking, the clock's ticking. Why don't you pull me one more suit that card? All right. Elusive sleep. Ooh. Ooh. It's blue and red. 
elusive sleep. I like that. That would be a good transition, wouldn't it? Okay, so the meanings of this are futility, worry, stress, but also awareness. Um, so hey, baby, this Calvin's is Calvin's brand. Yeah, oh, we're man. we're just. I mean, the sooth deck is just giving us what we're already doing. <laughs> I know. We we don't need you sooth deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, the PC notices something vital. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so what time of day is it? I am going to say still before noon. Mm-hmm. Okay, still before noon. All right, so there's uh, this, the windows of this of this place are sort of facing like east, so you're still getting kind of shadows uh, being cast in from that window. And one thing you've noticed is that uh, McPherson keeps um, like turning back to the, to the like tape, like the bench thing, and he's like, you know, fussing with and filling someone's order. Um, and everyone else has these kind of long shadows being cast. Um, and his hands aren't, um, they have no shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it's, you know, there's these awful fluorescent lights. Oh, yeah. And you're Nothing sort of, in a shadow here. Um, but, but the more you watch him, the more, like, uncanny valley he's turning into. Um, and, and so that's starting to, to wig you out. Um, but it's at that moment that you get a little tug on the bottom of your jeans. Um, and Calvin looks down. <laughs> doesn't want to but looks down Um, and there is a little green like LED lights like ping 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 lighting up a little path from your chair out into the hallway and the mouse gestures and starts uh, like skittering out there I can be your father figure (laughs) your tiny hand in my oh no oh no Calvin what does Calvin do? It's there. okay. Like, Calvin has the choice to just not engage with that. Um, also, there are other people walking in. No one is acknowledging the dozen or so lights that have now lit up on the floor in this room. So Calvin uh, is freaked out for, like, a couple of reasons. Like, he's just been, like, psyching himself up about, like, there are no shadows in mm-hmm, here. And, like, mm-hmm. it's really, really nerve-wracking for him. Um, and now he's seeing this light phenomenon, and he, he thinks he's seeing, like, a mouse that's not behaving like a mouse would. God, would he just wait for his doctor? That might be a thing. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make major decisions. You know, no. Calvin walks if the path If you're not of, sure, Calvin you can pull Calvin walks the path of sons, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's his thing. Right, so there's got to be some element of, of Calvin that... That that does that is curious, but you know what? Uh, I, I like I like that. Like making this decision by pulling a, a suit deck card. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, pulling it, I get holy shit, Darcy. What? what? I'm just gonna show this in the stream. No, what is uh, it? Please, I need to see. Please, uh, it's a card called the Doctor. What? Are you kidding? This me? can't be happening. Jesus. That disclaimer was such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm here. I'm here to tell you I'm not affiliated with Monty Cook in any way, so I can tell you the fucking truth. This game is magic. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, oh and it's such a creepy picture too. Have you seen it? Oh, it's like a plague doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got. So its meanings are wisdom, health, dependence upon others, and disease. Ooh. Wow. Okay, the doctor. Ooh, creepy. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, okay, so that's what you have. Um. Here, here, here we go. I'm just going to read you the beginning of this. Um, doctors help, but it's a help we'd rather not need. That's it, very true. Which is true. very interesting. 
So then I think it's the exact halfway point between Calvin waiting for the doctor and going to follow the mouse. Calvin is going to stand up, uh, surreptitiously sort of like follow this green path. Uh-huh. Um, and like if uh, McPherson like says, looks at him or says anything, he's just going to be like, I've got to go to the bathroom. Um, and he'll walk right through the door, and I yeah. feel like that's where he would run into the doctor. Right, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, there is a there is a woman who is in um, these these white robes, uh, and it's the doctor that you recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, "Calvin, I'm so glad you're here. Please walk with me." She's just a little. She's got a weird. Uh, affectation, um, but she's already got you by the shoulder, and okay. she is dragging you uh, mm-hmm. and down the hallway. And and there's the the, the green lights continue. Uh, they continue and they continue until it reaches uh, sort of turns a tight corner. Um, are you asking her anything or? Yeah. Uh, so I I've definitely I've been hearing sounds. I've been hearing I've been hearing uh, the voice of somebody that I was really good friends with who, who disappeared, and I've been seeing light phenomenon. And I think I saw an animal. And uh, it was so hard to describe. It was like somebody sucked the shadows out of the room that I was just in. I don't feel like I'm in a good place. And I'm I'm sorry if... if I, I know I switch medications a lot, but it's... This is not working for me, and the other medications weren't working for me, and I just need you to believe that there's nothing nefarious behind that. I, I just want to feel well. <laughs> I believe you, Calvin. Oh, I do. Thank God. Um, the the green lights sort of <clears throat> uh, reach um, uh, like the end of a hallway that's where there's sort of a storage closet. And she says, "We have what you need. We'll get you better. You just need to trust me, okay? We're doctors for a reason. We've studied a very long time, and we're ready to help you get better, okay, Calvin?" Uh, Calvin is terrified right now. <laughs> uh, the door opens. Why are you talking like an alien in human skin? <laughs> uh, she throws her head back like that and laughs. Um, and, and she starts pulling the door open. Um, and as, as, as the door is opening, like, you know, you see like a shadow sort of cast over her. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's like, it looks like she's made of, of stone. It looks like this, you know, uh, the shadow sort of turns, and what's what's like holding your hand, what's holding your arm, is a, a stone like angel, like you'd find in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. You know, like all that, you know, a little bit of um, like acid rain flecked, uh, like pox in her skin. But um, but now her smile looks more normal. <laughs> um, but it is a stone angel that is pulling you into the doorway. Oh, he shrieks. He oh, like lets out a high-pitched yes, scream do. and immediately like falls back uh, on the opposite wall. Um, that is what you try to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as you get pulled into this um, shimmery, like milky gray like substance. So she pulls you in um, and then you're falling. You're falling. Um, there's, there's no sense of up or down. Um, you're seeing, all you can see are little undulations and sort of uh, turbulent eddies in this sort of milky gray substance that you're in. Um, and at some point, so you're, you're falling. This is really horrifying. I'm very sorry for you, Calvin. Uh, this is not my fault. Please don't blame Darcy for this. So as you're going, uh, you start to feel your torso getting pulled at a different rate than the rest of your body. That's very unsettling. Um, and, and as you're getting pulled, you see, uh, 
there's, there's sort of a, like a murky image ahead of you. Uh, and it's, what you see is sort of like the outline of a, a vast, like, mansion, okay? There's like a grounds in front, and you can see these sort of, uh, these roofs, uh, behind. It's this big, like, stonish mansion. Um, and that's where your sort of torso is being held, but you see a flash on your right, and it is, uh, it's that red-haired woman, but she looks very different, and she's, she's looking at you. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's the one you can see clearly, and she's gesturing, she's sort of gesturing at you. Which way do you want to go? Which so, way do you try to go? You're being pulled toward that mansion, and uh, you have, but you have the uh, but you see something else. Which which one do you want to pursue? That you have no real reason to trust her. You just have this memory of her in a sketch. Yeah, um, I think like if the call is between a building and a person, I think I'm going to go with a person. Mm-hmm. Cool. Why don't you pull me a suit that card and see if you are able to? You're even. You're struggling even to keep your arms. They're getting pulled off in different directions too. You're just. Ew. You're. You feel yourself like struggling to keep it together, Calvin. Keep it together. And I pull the questing knight. Uh, funny bit of game trivia. This is the card that I almost picked to yeah. represent the character, uh, but then went with the golden ship. Nice. Cool. I mean, that, that seems pretty powerful, right? Like, this is a... This is an apprentice card, so it's like one of the major kind, arcana right, equivalents. Right, one of the specials. Um, it also, 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 these cards have value, so in some cases, if you didn't want to, like, do complex divinatory readings, but I don't know why you wouldn't. But uh, you could you can compare values just like a die. So these this uses d10s, and the cards have values from zero oh, to, cool. to nine. Um, okay, so its meanings are justice, journey, determination, and achieving goals. Calvin gets his way for yeah. once this freaking day. Okay, so um, so you tell me how you pull yourself out of that direction. So you're a weaver. Is this you know oh, our old? Yeah. You know, tell me, is this, are you accessing magic to kind of do it? I think, I think he has to. For the first time? Mm -hmm. I think he has to. And let's see, so like I'm falling, um, God, I wish I remember what the threads were right now. He is like falling and he feels himself getting like torn in all these different directions. And so like he reaches a hand out and grabs hold a part of the air. Yeah. Um, and like he sort of instinctually like wraps that around mm-hmm. his hand and like that stops him, but he is still getting pulled off in this other direction. So, uh, and I, I know that this isn't going to be right because, because like there are like pre-established themes for these things, but <laughs> I, I think, uh, the air, um, you know, has like wind and like there's an yeah. element of power in that. So he's got right there, like, the power Raw. of the air, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got to weave that together with, uh, something else. So I think, and he's, he's an air heart. Um, I think, uh, he's going to. Yeah, he's a storm heart, he's right? He's a storm heart, yeah. Lightning. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he like has his phone still on him, um, mm-hmm. and like, for whatever reason, he's like wrapping this air around a phone, the phone, or is it that recorder? Um, I, I think it's. I think okay. the way people record things these days, That's I think, true. is on their smartphones. Yeah. So, uh, but I think he like wraps the air around this phone, and 
Like, that's sort of creating this Stormheart effect. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the spell that gives him, like, the inner strength that he needs to, like, swing himself yeah. away from this weird gravitational force towards this Mansion. S- somewhat familiar figure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you, you swing, and, and that change in momentum, uh, you know, that change in direction still carries with it this overwhelming, you know, the, the overwhelming pull you had toward the mansion is now snapped, and it shifts you tumbling this other direction. Um, the the woman's face, you see, uh, gives a little smile, and she turns and she's gone, and you come tumbling out onto wet uh, cobblestone in, in the middle of a street. Uh, there's the, all sorts of sounds immediately assault you. There's strange smells going on, the smell of uh, cooked meats, and the sound of haggling, and... Uh, there are lamp posts and it's sort of an overcast, uh, autumn day. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, but you tumble head over foot on, onto the street. Um, and, and you see that, uh, there's like, you, you catch the edge of that, that woman's like leather coat walking off into the distance. Um, but you find yourself in Saturday and this is, this is Calvin's first day. Hey. <laughs> he looks around. <laughs> You just fell down right in front of me, man. <laughs> what are you? Uh, this is, it's like, uh, basically a rhinoceros in like, uh, yeah. really well cut, uh, nice. fitted three piece suit. Mm-hmm. Um, with a, it's like, uh, kind of like a brown, like, professory style, yeah. um, with a bow tie. Um, and he's carrying a little, like a dot, like how doctors, old timey doctors used to carry like briefcase. They're not briefcases. Yeah. They're like, like a little tool case. Medical bag. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's got, uh, his right ear, his right rhinoceros ear is just all piercings, like all the way around. Oh, beautiful. Um, I think Calvin has been through so many terrifying (laughs) experiences and while he was falling, he sort of like screamed himself out. Oh yeah. um, Screams. Oh Yeah. Um, so I think he's just like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just having a really weird day. <laughs> um, there's a, a tall man, um, with, with like really beautiful, fashionable, uh, outfit going on. Um, but instead of a head, he has a, a large, uh, open book, <laughs> many pages, who puts a hand on, uh, the rhinoceros and the rhinoceros sort of bows and steps away. Um, and this, this very well-dressed book person uh, sort of flips through some pages and says, um, uh, Cal- it, it says in text, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it has a little sort of like like drawing of you and the book person sort of shaking hands, looking happy. It says, Calvin, uh, I'm here to help you. Uh, I promise it will be okay right now, and you'll be safe with me. Um, and I think we should end the I think, the scene there. Yeah. So this is Liberite, or no, it is um, Liber- Liberlite. Liberlite. Liberlite, yeah. uh, who is a, a character we established in the first session, like lots of these things. So, uh, yeah, I think that was your first day. Yeah. It's very unsettling. It was a hard day for Calvin. It was a tough, tough I know. day, a tough world to occupy. Poor baby. Um, he's going to make a lot more mistakes, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this was a delight. And I am going to be tweeting out that uh, segment of cards. But yeah, yeah, that's our first development mold. I think I'm hungry for more. Are you yeah. guys? Are you up for one? I'm down. Up I'm for ready. one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's like let's let's try one. Um, so let's try to do a shorter one because I think generally they're they're supposed to be kind of focused and thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they're supposed to be a little quicker. And usually you only pull one card, but I think this is a significant enough day that had enough turns and twists yeah. that um, for your for your pull to shadow, I think that made sense. So um, why don't we turn over to our, our good friend um, Wayne here? Mm-hmm. So Wayne has a lot of you know things that that they could be doing. Um, Wayne is a a member of the Makers. Wayne has like. You know, a lot of questions going on with the mysterious past that uh, there may be many different kinds of solutions to. Um, what is a side scene or development mode scene you would like to have? And we mm. can, you know, time jump a whole lot here, right? So this could be after yeah. you two are working together. It could be just something you're off doing by yourself. I'm flexible. Uh, I think I am. I'm going to head to the dreamery uh, yeah. because I'm trying to find my way to the blue sun. Mm-hmm. To pick up some fragments of a dream, or at very least, get one of my recurring dreams explained to me. Excellent. Uh, so the Dreamery is um, is a location in Saturn. So uh, you know that the Invisible Sun is a game where dif- the different suns are kind of like different places. So the Dreamery is a place in Indigo, which is where the city that Calvin just fell into is located. Uh, the city called Saturn. And uh, so that's Indigo. And so the Dreamery is a place in Saturn that knows a lot about the Blue Sun in that place. And so the, the night side of the Blue Sun is sometimes known as the beginning of the end. Oh, gosh. Uh, there's so much to know here. It's delightful. <laughs> but uh, the Dreamery is a place like kind of a – think of it like an embassy to um, to the Blue Sun. So it, it has a lot of uh, – Agreements with one of the gatekeepers, uh, one of the wardens of the sun. And so they, since they have really good contacts for getting you passage into uh, the blue sun. And the blue sun is a place of, of thoughts and dreams and memories. And so it, it tends to be really helpful for people who want to dig into things that might be destroyed to, to read a book that's been burned, right? You could go to the memory of that book and read it. Um, it's a place to go find, uh, you know, go like live and re- re-experience memories that, you know, might be too faded for you. Uh, there's lots of reasons you might want to do that. Um, so you want, you want to like, you know, our side scene is going to be you starting to get some sort of asset to help you actually get to the blue sun at some point, right? Because yes. that's, it's not a trivial thing. And so are you working together? Or is this you just a quick fact-finding mission? Um, I think... Uh, yeah, I think this is, I'm just going over there yeah. to, uh, kind of get a sense of how, how difficult this process would be and yeah. what it, what it would need or entail. Beautiful. So I don't think there's, this would be like akin to going to the library to like look something up yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So I don't think Perfect. I would feel compelled to that, like seek out. Which is out. very development mode. Okay. Uh, uh, Monty really describes Vizlay, which are the magic users as like, darling bookish nerds, right? They, like, mm-hmm. love spending time at the library. Like, it's a good day to, to go, like, find some secret by spending many days in the library. Uh, so the Dreamery is a... Um, it is not in Far Town, which is where the Vizlay sort of live and hang out. It's um, it's a sort of a, like... Uh, it's, an, it's another part of, of Saturn. But it is a... The Dreamery itself is a monastery-like complex. Um, and so there's, uh, there's, like, classes going on. It's got kind of a court, courtyard... Um, there's a couple people as you get up there who are um, sort of having an outside class or having some sort of lecture, um, and there's there's some there's like some signage that says you know sort of a chalkboard that says like at three o'clock um, a lucid dreaming uh, lesson and uh, 
and psychic travel to the deeps. You know, uh, there's there's sort of extracurricular classes you could go to. Mm. Um, so there's like two wings basically that seem to have like lots of classes and maybe some like living areas. And then there's this courtyard, and you, there seems to be sort of a main double door which probably houses some sort of like reception desk or something. Uh, before I go in, I, I reach down, uh, dangling from my belt. I have. Um, it just looks like a wax tube, but there's yeah. a button on the underside uh-huh. of it. Um, and I hit the button, and it'll record like in almost in three dimensional space. It'll like record video and audio of nice. everything that's about to happen. Because I'm not about to lose any more memories. Oh man, that's very good. Um, so why don't we see how this goes for you? Why don't you select me a sooth card? Uh, I drew the revealing knife. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Gosh, here's that. It's the. It's a pretty picture. The revealing knife. I mean that that has the ring to it that you're getting your way, um, but it might be through violence, right? Uh, so be it. So be it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the meanings are revelation, discovery, and finesse. Ooh. Ooh I like that. Okay. Um, okay. Roguish. So yeah. So. Uh, these people are are usually and and its value is eight, right? So this is like a pretty powerful card. Like you do very well. Um, so uh, they're initially pretty hesitant to get you access to the kind of person you would even need to meet with mm-hmm. um, to get that kind of information of how how do I set up a personal visit for myself? Um, I know I'm supposed to make an appointment, but uh, I didn't realize that, and I've come all this way. So if they're free right now, I'd really love to have a little chat. Um, you know, so this person is, uh, is, um, like, it's, it's a, actually a, a painting hanging on the wall. Um, and, uh, they've got, uh, it's, it's a, of a woman and she's got this elaborate, like, kind of pat, you know, Amidala headdress situation mm-hmm. going on. Um, and she's, she's got, like, a really elaborate, uh, face painting. Um, and then she's got, uh, two other faces sort of on her shoulders. Um, they sort of consult with each other. Um, and they say, uh, darling, I'd really love to. But you know, it's there are there are eyes everywhere, and I, I can't just I can't just let you in without an appointment. I understand. Um, well, look, I certainly didn't mean to offend you or waste your time. Why don't I come back another time when it's better for you? Hmm. Uh, so, are you like turning on the charm? Is that you just like smooth? I'm a I'm a call salesman. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you're good at it. So, mm-hmm. but she's she says. Um, that would be lovely, um, but why don't you make sure you stop by uh, and and see the the statue garden? Um, it's it's something we're really renowned for, and wouldn't it be a shame if you left without seeing the statue garden? Of course, it would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard tales about it. I am sad that this will be my first. You should time go now. Because I'll go right now. I go. <laughs> uh, excellent. She directs you toward the statue garden. Uh, so there's this main courtyard, and then there's um, some stairs going down. Um, and she directs you down those stairs, and it brings you into some sort of subterranean chamber that's got a big, uh, like, silvery, like, mercurial pool um, at the center, and it's got a bunch of, uh, like, wet, uh, like, stone all around it, and it's got a bunch of strange statues uh, sort of overcome with, like, moss and things. There's, it just seems to be kind of a dank, uh, strange... Um, place down here and there aren't very many people except there is one person and who are they uh this person is uh 
It looks like a centipede that's about、mm-hmm. 15 feet long,、uh, but instead of legs, it's hands. Oh, yeah.、Um, and their、uh, different segments of their body are like covered in like,、uh, like packs, like little like backpack type things.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think up at the front of it,、uh, there. Are like three mouths, and、mm-hmm. they've got like they're really like mandible、oh, mouths,、yeah. like crazy insect mouths. Yes.、Uh, but there is like one tiny set of eyes with <laughs> little glasses on.、Them. Oh yes.、Uh, are they like pondering a statue right now, or what are they doing?、Uh, yeah, I think I think they're like、uh, coiled up around a statue、mm. and just sitting there, like looking at it, thinking. Cool. Uh, uh, this is the only person down here. It's it's this big chamber, but、uh, nobody seems to be.、Um, this this seems to be the only sentient thing that you can see. I I wonder over what is the statue? Is is there significance to the statue itself? What is the statue? Or,、um, the statue is. Hand me hand me one of、there、those cards. There we go. This is how we find stuff out. This is how we discover things. Yeah. In, in the beautiful world that we're living in. Um, ooh, the statue is of a swan、uh, mm. sitting atop a mountain. Um, and uh, the the person is like just sort of、uh, looking at it, and like slowly,、uh, it looks over to you, looks you up and down, and like makes eye contact with you, and then like. Its hand does the thing where its like fingers fall in sequence, and that travels down the entire like、oh, coil、yes. of its body. <laughs> yeah,、uh, yeah. You have its audience. What are you going to ask?、Um, I so I kind of mosey over,、um, and I look at the statue, and for a second I consider like a like a real casual like small talk lead in,、uh-huh. uh, and then I drop. <laughs> I'm、yeah. like, all right.、Uh, I drop that and、the、I just turn、knife. to the centipede and I say, "I'm looking to get to the blue sun."、Um, I just have to read something from this page.、Mm-hmm. The revealing knife cuts everything. It slices through buildings or mountains as easily as paper or flesh. Anyway, just the fact we have a swan mountain. Anyway,、uh, but th- this is not magic. It's, it's not de- a it's magic. Definitely it's definitely not, not magic. actual real magic.、Um, so you say I'm looking to get to the blue sun.、Uh, so this person.、Um, Uh, what's the equivalent of a smile for this creature?、Um, I I think、uh, it like you you can see it on each of the mandibles like、uh, all three of the different mouths like acquire the same tick and like it talks but it talks in like three voices at once that are like mildly out of sequence. A lot of people are interested in traveling. Not a lot of people start in the library. Is this an unofficial visit? It can be official. I just need to get there.、Mm. There's some patchwork I need to put back together. Really, this、uh, person looks you over. You're not a veteran. No. Got holes in the memory. A lot of people come in with that sort of problem. I think this is a little different. I'm just looking to make some sense of a dream that I can't shake. I'm sure you of all people understand the significance of a recurring dream. Don't we all? I might be able to get you to the blue sun. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be pleasant. You know, one thing about the indigo sun: a lot of people work very hard just to get here. They stay here. 
because they understand this place. What would a round trip look like? You know, not many people make round trip from sun to sun. Most people uh, skip town, then they settle in in a new place. I'm not particularly interested in what most people do. <laughs> they weren't interested in settling in either. <laughs> Gets lost. You see, this place, it's so similar to Shadow. And you non-veterans come here and you get comfortable. And you think, well, traveling to another sun, that can't be much different. It's a revelation. It's a new world. You're not even sure that you're the one that would come back. Are you ready to make that kind of decision? Yes. Well, I wouldn't have any other answer. Follow me. Oh my. I think that's what he wants. God. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So this creature, um, like its hands start uh, thrumming across the ground um, as it crawls oh. uh, through the garden and like like sort of weaves its way around these mercurial pools mm -hmm. i was here back when the war was still raging and i still don't know where these statues came from isn't that funny how you can go through life and just not ask the right questions to find the answers that you've always wanted to know inside and they like weave you through this area where the mercurial pools like sort of fall up in a waterfall. Mm. Um, but it's not like full of movement. It's like this glass sheet. Now, I haven't personally asked the question, where can I find the gate? I have been to other suns. I've been to other suns that you wouldn't want to travel to. And if you mess up in your search, you can end up in the wrong place, you see. And I wouldn't want that to happen to you because you seem like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have the fortitude to go on a journey like this, you're going to find the answer in there. Um, and he just sort of points at this like sheet of mercurial water that is flowing upwards. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, and I turn and walk without hesitation or any All kind right. of stop. I just turn and walk directly into the sheet. Awesome. All right. Do you have a thought? God, I'm... It's okay I if you don't. I know what I... we should reveal. I mean, I'd love to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I know you would. So. Um, all right. Let us see. So he's, he's walked through and he's got to learn something. Um, I was thinking, I, I know what you're going to learn. What I want to know is what you lose. Um, mm. So you step through and uh, there's this mercurial liquid um, 
how does it feel when it falls on you? It's, it's sort of like a, you know, like you're stepping through a waterfall, right? So it's not like you're stepping into that substance. You step through it. But what does it feel like when it goes over you? Uh, it feels like if you ever had like Elmer's glue dry on you mm-hmm. and then you peel it off, mm-hmm. uh, it has that sensation of yeah. like, like almost like you're peeling off your own skin. Uh, it feels like that just like all at once, like all over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it re- reminds you, you know, it feels very dreamlike. It feels a little like, you know, it's, it's giving you some resonances with perhaps a dream you've had recently. Um, so you get that feeling, but it peels off and it, you know, this, this feels, uh, much worse. So when it peels off, um, you, you step into a place that's, that's very dark, but it's got like, um, it, it's like a small room that has, uh, a couple little inset, like alcoves that have, candles lit in them so it's a circular little room um there's candles lighting the tiny like comically tiny candles like shedding almost no light in these big cavernous alcoves um and at the center um is a pedestal and it has a big uh like crystalline blade uh hovering in the middle it's not Mm -hmm. actually being held up it doesn't it's just sort of floating point down um and i guess it's not a very big blade but it's it's like about yay high right like a foot long um and it's it's just sort of sitting there, and there's uh there's clearly some like inscription like written into the pedestal. Um, I walk, I do like a slow circle around the room, um, and then find myself like pull, pulled towards this blade, mm-hmm. uh, and I walk towards it, and I kind of like ignore the ex- inscriptions, and yeah. for some reason I can't quite put my finger on. I feel compelled to like kind of lean in like next to the blade and just listen to it. Ooh. There's like a kind of high pitched like whine hum. The like, kind, like electric? It's the sort of sound uh that you know must happen uh but can't hear when light shines off of something very reflective. It's like that glisten, mm. glimmer sound that mm. sort of fills the air and like as you get closer like it just sounds more musical and more tempting to get even closer but as you have the ear to the blade um that inscription on the pedestal lifts up uh so the just the writing is sort of um lifted up like a gosh what are those like fruit roll-up things that have like little squiggles on them right it just peels up off of the off of the stone and it it drifts in front of you and it says, the blade carves away all that obscures, leaving truth exposed for all to see. Uh, and you know I, that this is a ritual. It's asking you to use this blade. Yeah. I take the blade uh, and I slice my arm from the middle finger down to my elbow mm-hmm. um, to cover the whole edge of the blade with blood. And then I use the blood to draw like a portal or a circle on mm-hmm. the ground. Excellent. Beautiful. Uh, so you get that portal drawn on the ground, uh, uh, and instead of being something you can kind of step through, and then I bind myself up because it hurts really. Yeah, bad. it does hurt really bad. It's, <laughs> it's really, really unfortunate. But luckily, it's a very sharp blade, and so it's it's quick and it's clean. Um, so as as this portal is in the ground, um, you see a, a hand shoot up through it, and it's carrying um, a medallion, uh, and it, it it places it into your hand. So it and and the arm is much too long, right? It is it is, and it's got it's got the normal sized like forearms, but there's too many of them, right? There's you keep getting multiple multiple joints and sort of reaches over, 
places that medallion in your hand, but it holds your hand too, um, and it's touching some of the blood. So uh, as much like wriggle away. From uh huh. Um, so blood. what my question for you is. Um, there is an uncomfortable truth that you've been unwilling to face about yourself. And it becomes revealed in stark clarity as this hand holds you and gives you that medallion. What is an uncomfortable truth? It doesn't have to be earth-shattering, but it, it is something that has, you have been avoiding considering. Uh, yeah, it's the, the uncomfortable truth is that it's becoming clear to me that I, 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 I can't do this alone. Like, Ooh, I'm totally oh, incapable of doing this by myself. That's very good. Oh, that's you good. will fail um, it's if like, you do this alone. Yeah, and, and even more than that, there's, like, a despairing loneliness on top of it. Yeah. Of, like... Oh, uh, man, of you like, can't keep going. I, I just can't do it. Uh, yeah, I, oh. I kind of feel like that medallion that you have, like, it comes out like this, like, dark blue mm-hmm. sort of, like, steely oh, yeah. color. Yes. It touches in your hand, and as soon as this other hand, like, touches you and you start to feel uncomfortable, uh, like, the blue, like, starts washing over different colors to, like, come to be, like, a red. Mm. Um, and And just, like... The threat of the red sun is like so real. Ooh. Um, the threat of losing what little you have. And I'm getting this, up. getting this feeling like the, as the finger kind of like brushes my like scabby arm, mm-hmm. uh, this simultaneous feeling of like, don't touch me, but also like, please don't go. Like, oh. please, Oof. like, like the, uh. the first thing that's like actively willingly helped me, like, oh, please don't go. Like, just, I don't know what you are or why you're helping me, but like, Somebody help me. Oh like, my gosh. All right. That is the end of that side scene because that is heartbreaking. <laughs> All awesome. right. All right. So welcome to Invisible Sun. <laughs> yeah. Welcome uh, to a woman with hollow eyes. Amazing. Damn. Thank you guys. Yeah. Oof, this that is, is this has crushing. been a delight. Um, uh, yeah, that's development mode. Um, so you know the basic structure. If you have your own sooth deck, you don't yeah. have access to uh, the robust resources that will be in the full black cube. Right. Uh, but you can start doing some of that stuff now, which is really cool. Absolutely. And I noticed that uh, Tex Red is on there, and they have a podcast uh, called Incantations that you should totally go listen to if you're hungry for more information about Invisible Sun or if you're not sure if you want to know more about how the game plays, um, if you're interested uh, maybe or not pre-ordering the Black Cube, that's definitely a great resource to go check out. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I, I guess we're probably getting pretty close to being able to get costumes or uh, art, character so art. Oh, what, that's right. Yeah, the next thing is character art. We are like, when we started this, we were under $200 away from being able to hire artists to uh, draw some of these characters. Um so that's a great opportunity for us to employ some of our more artistically inclined uh, folks out there who, who need work, who need good jobs. To pay for their medications. And, and, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and bring some of these characters to life. Yeah. Um, we're actually just over $100 away from that right now. Um, oh, wow. Also, uh, like the people were really uh, wondering, what is the level that we get to uh, that will allow Cat to uh, get costumes, get access yes. to costumes? So uh, the next stretch goal after character art is uh, at thirteen thousand dollars. That's performer rewards. Uh, that is everybody who's going to be involved in making this production will be able to give them a raise. Um, so if you like the quality of performance that you saw here, if you think that it can only get better, if you like the quality of the video that you saw here and you think yes. the person who helped us put that together 
uh, deserves uh, something extra, then please, please support so we can hit that performer reward stretch goal. And the one immediately after that, at $14,000, that is better sets and costumes. And yes. that we will be able to get costumes for Cat. We'll be able to get a little bit more dramatic lighting in here and whatnot yeah. uh, to make this a better uh, production. So please, please support. Please tell people about yes. it. Uh, please share this stream uh, so we can show off. This was just a sample of the game. I know. This is, like... is going to be amazing. Uh, great storytellers, right? I'm really excited to see what they do with the act of the full game. You know? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I want to make that scar permanent. Oh, man. I Hell think, yeah. I think this, it probably is. Like, long line. It was a clean cut, but for some reason it just it won't. It just won't go away. It just won't like go away. Like every three days it reopens. Oh, gosh. Oof, That's I intense. love it. Yeah. Uh, Moxie Puppet Stretch Goal? Absolutely. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm deeply, deeply into that. So um, please uh, give us uh, give us the support that you can. Uh, yep. Share the project. Uh, we will have a new audio diary that's going to be premiering tomorrow. It's going to be one of Wayne's yeah. audio diaries. It's um, really good. If you uh, have already supported the project and already helped us out, uh, be sure to share uh, the post on Facebook and retweet that tweet so that we can get more audio diaries unlocked. You'll be able to learn more about this world before we even enter it. Um, that's true. And uh, just so you know, uh, not a lot of people have taken the uh, the pledge level that lets you do a development mode session with me, but like one of those pledge levels is, you know, we establish the need for some kind of development mode scene and we'll draw a sooth card and like I work with you to say, okay, what, what happens? What's the outcome? So, um, or, or possibly we inflict a side scene on someone. Uh, so I would work with you to do exactly one of these for one of the players or possibly multiple. So I would love it if people would join me on that because these are really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like you've seen, uh, the sort of earth shaking power, uh, yeah. that these can have on the yeah. narrative, like already. Uh, we've learned really important things about Wayne and Calvin. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if you've been considering that pledge level or didn't understand it, yes. <laughs> uh, now that secret has been revealed. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for tuning in and uh, interacting. We love uh, seeing you. Uh, we should do plugs so everybody can... can uh... Yeah, uh, you can find uh, more work from me at oneshotpodcast.com. I host the One Shot Podcast, and I star on campaign, and do a lot of day-to-day organization stuff for the network in general. Um, and the best place to find me on Twitter is at OneShotRPG. And uh, I work with Monty Cook Games as their community relations coordinator, coordinator, so come be a fan, and then I get to coordinate with you, and that would make me so happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I can be found on Twitter at Darcy L. Ross, and at most places, D-A-R-C-Y-L-R-O-S-S. Um, I have a podcast called Cypher Speak, where I geek out really hard about the Cypher system, which is uh, Monty Cook Games' uh, sort of flagship system uh, before Invisible Sun came around, and I think there's lots to love, so come check me out there. And for Alan? Uh, I run a uh, podcast about Dungeons and Dragons 5e with one of my co my friends, players, and co DMs, uh, Tyler Samples. It's called TLDM. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TLDM Podcast or wherever you like to get your podcast from. Um, I also started uh, putting online uh, e- edited versions of a uh, a play by post game that I'm running Ooh. that I'm turning into a serial. You can find uh, it on our Reddit, Cast in Fire, or mm. our Tumblr page, castinfire.tumblr.com. Super cool. And uh, those players are great, and the narrative is turning into <sighs> something like really interesting and fun, um, and I'm having a lot of good time with it. So check that out if you need something to read. 
That is so cool. Uh, development mode a lot of times happens via text or like I, Monty, Monty and the team sort of do Slack channel like development mode things. So we should totally play by post a little bit. I'd love to do that. A play by with post hollow eyes. It's is super so cool. great because it gives you all the time you need to like, so, like really cool. flesh it out and yeah. like write what you want it to be and all that's great. Oh, I'm excited. Um, and the last thing that I want to say before we sign off, coming up on December 7th, uh, we will have another uh, Woman with Hollow Eyes stream. Uh, we don't know what shape that will take, uh, yeah. so uh, be sure to like at me or Darcy. What you uh, liked? What, what, what you'd like, you'd like to, to see? more of? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we will have one more uh, to promote the Kickstarter. Um, please, you know, help us get the word out there. And thank you so much. Thank for you watching. so much. Really appreciate it. See you next time, heroes. Go escape shadow. Man, you guys brought it. Thank no you way, so dude. much. That was awesome. <laughs> That's it for our bonus episode, heroes. Be sure to head over to Kickstarter and look for A Woman with Hollow Eyes to check out the backer levels and see if you'd like to support this project. If we manage to hit $13,000 before the end of the campaign, we'll be able to give everyone involved with the production a raise. Darcy, Kat, Alan, and Joe are really talented and wonderful people who I'd love to be able to pay more. You can also check out the backer updates on the Woman with Hollow Eyes page to find links to character audio diaries. And you'll be able to unlock more if you share our posts on Facebook and Twitter. The intro music for this was Air Prelude by Kevin McLeod. See you next time, heroes.